And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you once again on a Mother's Day edition of Green White Checkered. And uh, not only that, a throwback version, uh, not of the show, but uh, of of a race here later today there at Darlington. Yes, the, the throwback date officially uh, moving to Mother's Day. But then again, there will be some guys who who probably uh, race throwback schemes there on Labor Day. And, uh, you know, that's it's kind of a team choice, interesting uh, kind of thing there. But any way you look at it, today is Mother's Day without a doubt. And uh, thankful, obviously, uh, for, for all our mothers uh, in, in the community, in our lives, of course, um, uh, Brandon, uh, you know, uh, I, I wanted a, a chance to say happy mother's day to my mom, wanted to give you a chance, um, uh, to say happy mother's day as well to, to all the women, um, you know, in your life, your, your mom, your wife. But I know, I mean, for instance, uh, not a lot of people will know th- this story. I wouldn't have this job if it wasn't for my mom. Actually, she was the one who made the connection, uh, with the radio station, which was, was, uh, interesting enough, but, uh, there's more to that story, but I'll just kind of leave it at that. But uh, Brandon, I uh, wanted to give you the, the chance as well uh, to celebrate here Mother's Day uh, before we get into the racing talk. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely want to give a big shout-out to all the moms out there, uh, my wife and, and my mother in particular, like you said. I mean, such a strong figures in, in a majority of our lives that kind of help us grow into the to the fine men that we become. Uh, so, you know, it takes a, a special set of, uh, we'll say, patience and, uh, and uh, characteristics there to be, to be a mom, especially uh, my mom. I can tell you that. I, I was a little bit of a wild child for sure. But, uh, you know, I do want to give everybody uh, out there, all those moms out there, big uh big happy mother's day and uh, i hope that uh, they make the day special for you all your sons out there and uh if you're out there listening make sure you call your mom hug your mom get some flowers do something special for today because today's all about them absolutely without a doubt and make sure uh, like you said spend that time with them whatever way you can if you if you live away from them, give them a call and uh, try and try and do something with them even if you're not there right next to them and at the end of the day make them feel appreciated because that's that's what today is all about without a doubt, but yeah, Brandon, uh, getting into it here. Haven't haven't had a show here in a couple of weeks, but looking back at one of the the most kind of interesting and exciting races we've had this year, we've had a ton of them. Had Ross Chastain coming home with his his second exciting win of the season and second win of his NASCAR Cup Series career there at Talladega, and in his own words. We didn't even really do anything. We we just we didn't have to move anybody or hit anybody. Uh, we just kept it in the gas and kept it on the bottom line. And everyone in front of him kind of you know made the moves and and wrecked or you know got themselves kind of uh, turned out of the lead and and out of in front of him. So Ross Chastain comes home first there at Saladega. Austin Dillon second. Kyle Busch third. Kyle Larson after his kind of run in there. On the last lap, Trioval comes home fourth, and Martin Truex Jr. there fifth. Uh, Eric Jones, who who led some laps uh, there, comes home sixth there at Talladega, and, and it looked like he might have been coming home with a win before uh, that, that last kind of Trioval situation happened. You had uh, Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace wrecking in the Trioval as well, which was you know a disastrous kind of finish uh, there for 23-11 racing, but a an interesting wild Talladega race there, and one of the most interesting parts as well. I wanted to slip this in: the whole last segment of the of the race, whole last half of the race, they're cautionless, 
at Talladega too. So uh, when I say it was exciting, not only because of the cautions, of course, but but also the interesting parts as well, like that long green flag run, and of course the finish on the last lap. Yeah, PJ, uh, that was that was an amazing Talladega race. I mean, you said something uh, you know very unlikely there at Talladega, and not to have a caution in the last segment, especially coming down. Usually, with the last you know twenty fifteen laps, guys start getting real squirrely and making big moves and trying to go, and there, there's usually a caution. So to see it go caution free, uh, that was that was pretty neat as well. But yeah, big shout out to Ross. I mean, this is the guy that uh, going back and looking through those first eleven races. Seven top five finishes with two wins. Uh, I mean, he's he's on fire. I mean, I think a lot of people aren't maybe necessarily giving him the credit uh, where credit's due. Now, I will say, uh, you know, he finds himself a little bit deeper in the playoff standings just due to the stage wins. He only had one stage win with those two wins. Um, but, you know, there again, we'll see if he can keep that consistency going and keep it moving. And a great run for Austin Dillon there. You know, came, came home in second, like you said. And it uh, looked like Larson, you know, a guy that we don't talk about often on restricted plates or super speedway being that successful uh you know he, he was right there at the finish as well so uh, i think the year you can sum up the year so far and a lot of a lot of different players have been up front week in and week out it's really hard to pick one guy that's like hey this guy's going to run up front no matter what because we've seen him come and go all year but uh, another interesting fact there with ross chastain is he actually won both his wins in the same race car uh so they took the car from the circuit of america a road course car and turned it into a super speedway car so that just kind of speaks volumes for where the, the next-gen car and how versatile it is, being able to uh, swap that equipment over and run both those different style of races. But, yeah, I mean, a huge thing. Eric Jones, I mean, I, I really thought he was going to finally get that win there for Richard Petty Motorsports. I mean, how awesome would have that been to see the 43 back in victory lane, which uh, I, I I can say it could possibly happen uh, this year. I mean, they're, they're running pretty good at, at quite a few different racetracks and, and seems that uh, they're, they're able to contend at different places. So uh, we're just going to keep an eye out and see see who can uh, come in there. And I tell you, Darlington is a place, very historic place there for the number 43. And uh, Eric Jones has had some good runs there in the past and Gibbs equipment. So uh, who, who knows? Maybe today could be the day, the day for the uh, 43 and Eric Jones. But uh, really looking forward to it today. Going to be a good one here later on, man. Yeah, absolutely. And especially that 43 and that, that petty blue paint scheme. Uh, that that we'll have later today, and I uh, certainly can't wait for that. We'll we'll talk about some of those, some more of those paint schemes that we like uh, coming up here soon. But no, you're you're exactly right. It could be uh, kind of that right combination that Eric Jones needs to get into victory lane uh, there in that 43 car coming up. But uh, no, you're you're right. I, I think um, you know that this this year this car is kind of doing exactly what NASCAR kind of wanted it to, and uh, some of those guys that. Maybe in the past, and maybe this is why they're they're not getting the credit they they, I guess, rightfully deserve. And and same thing with Ross Chastain, right? We've seen this transition of the new car, and uh, you know, for whatever you think about it, it's all about you no. Know, everything in NASCAR is about being able to take what you're given and and go fast in it, right? And and figure it out, and have the have the best handle in it, and be able to go out there and just get it done. And Ross Chastain's doing that this year. So, uh, like you said, give credit where credit is due there with those couple wins. Uh, like you said, in the same car, that that's insanely interesting but awesome, I think, as well. Um, yeah, but uh, give give him credit there for, for having uh, those top five runs and being really one of those guys that, like you said, there's not a lot of guys this year that you can say every single week you got to look out for them. Every single week they're going to be in the top five, top ten. 
Ross Chastain is one of those guys in, in 2022, and, and uh, it's kind of slim pickings there as well. Uh, another thing I, I wanted to note uh, real quick there on, on a restrictor plate race is think of the names you had up front there basically all day. I know restrictor plate racing is kind of the great equalizer, but normally that's guys running up to the top five in the top ten, hopefully trying to get a good finish, maybe coming away with a win. But you're talking about Daniel Suarez leading 28 laps. He's not a guy we normally talk about on, on restrictor plate races, right? Kyle Larson, as you said, leading uh, 32 laps as well. And Eric Jones being in contention there for a win, leading 25 laps uh, there at Talladega too. So uh, some really interesting names up front there. And I think some some guys, quite honestly, getting better and better at maneuvering themselves around uh, in this restrictor plate racing as their careers go on, which has been really great. Well, uh, Brandon, let's let's move on quickly here to Dover as well. Last week, not Sunday, though, got rained out there on Sunday after a few laps. We finished the race on Monday, and while uh, not the most insane, exciting Dover race at the end of the day, had that late race caution that mixed things up. Uh, Kyle Busch uh, led the most laps there throughout the day at Dover, but doesn't come home with the win, no? One, uh, that's a guy you're pretty fond of, Chase Elliott, finally getting his first win of the 2022 season, doing so there at Dover. He's always been really solid at Dover, but he leads 73 laps and comes home with the victory. Yeah, I was super stoked to watch that one. I mean, that was that was one of the, the better Dover races we've seen over the past few seasons, for sure. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like they're in the last generation race car. It it got to where tires weren't wearing the way that, that we would expect, and the racetrack got pretty narrow. Didn't ever really get real racy, multi-grooved. And, yeah, very good uh, point. Track position was everything. So, uh, you know, the, the big thing for me watching it was at least, uh, you know, the racing grew spread out. We saw multiple lanes and, uh, very, I thought, I thought it was a pretty good Dover race. I mean, you, you keyed in on it. Kyle Busch, I think had the most dominating car, uh, all day long. Alex Bowman as well, getting caught on, uh, you know, pitting and that caution came out and had to restart. And they both came back up through the field to get really good, solid finishes there uh, with not too many laps left. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, like you said, my main man, Chase Elliott, finally got that win, that first win to 2022. And uh, I think uh, you, you're seeing that consistency you've seen through the season finally starting to pay off for him. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's leading both sides of the points, regular season and playoffs. And I, I think it's really somebody we're going to have to watch out for as we go later on into the season uh, just with that consistency in those, in those stages points and uh it, it's looking like a pretty good year for him but yeah had had quite a few guys having good runs i mean there again ross chastain uh battling it out it seemed like all day long side by side with martin truex for third and fourth place um and then we had a little bit of a uh, little bit of drama there between those two late i think uh you know truex you know kind of got blocked out by chastain right there on the last lap and it and it caused him to spin out instead of wrecking both of them and uh, he definitely voices displeasure there after the race and i uh, thought chastain's comments were awesome when they when they asked what he was talking about and he said oh where we're going fishing next week and yeah, uh, i can promise you that probably wasn't what he was saying but uh you know at the end of the day i mean that's just part of the race and i don't i don't see any kind of foul there i mean ross chastain did throw a pretty hard block and i'm sure truex probably just said if you do that to me again you know i raced you clean all day you do that to me again i'm, I'm not going to lift next time i'm going to take you out so just one of those racing deals but uh yeah great great race there at the monster mile and and i tell you i think that kyle bush is probably Probably one of the guys in that Gibbs camp for sure that's really starting to get this car.
car figured out consistently and solidly uh, and, and being a contender and kind of getting back to that form of the old Kyle Busch that we're used to seeing. So uh, we know he got that win there on the dirt at Bristol. And uh, I said it, I said it Wednesday on Rubbing and Grubbing. I'm going to say it again today. I tell you, if you're a Kyle Busch fan, uh, expect the candy man to keep giving you some cavities because he's definitely going to be in victory lane again before the season's over. Uh, there, there you go. There you go. I like it. And and again, don't want to give away our picks, but might be one of those guys to look out for uh, tonight at Darlington there as well, especially with him starting to figure this out. But as you said, some guys with some good runs. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. coming home second uh, there. Uh, get, kind of making Chase Elliott sweat a little bit before Chase Elliott started to run away with it. So he comes home second. Christopher Bell fourth there. Alex Bowman fifth. How about Justin Haley there in 11th as well? And Eric Jones uh, coming home with a top 10. Once again, something you noted there, whether it be, you know, the, the tires, the tire fall off figuring out or, or, you know, this car figuring out the racetracks and, and more grooves and things like that. That is something that I'll say NASCAR has one way or the other, whether, whether it be the track, the tire or the car on the track, they, they figured out a lot of these tracks problems this year. And that, that's caused for some insanely in entertaining racing. Um, and problems are probably, you know, not not a great term for that. You know, every every race, every year, kind of has its own feel, its own different thing. But yeah, I I agree with you. Dover at one point had had become pretty much all about, um, you know, track position, who gets out there, who gets out there first. Didn't see a lot of tire fall off. And uh, while that is racing, you know, it it isn't the most entertaining, insanely entertaining style of of racing. Uh, there, I think that we can all agree on that. But at the end of the day, I feel like NASCAR's kind of figured a lot of that stuff out this year, and it's been really, really exciting to see. But uh, we'll come back. Obviously, big first segment here talking about those races. We'll come back, talk about Darlington a little bit. Not our picks to win, no, but like we said, a lot of really great throwback paint schemes uh, this year, and uh, we like to do this every year, just kind of take a look at uh, our favorite ones. We'll talk about that when we come back here on Green White Checkered. Welcome back, Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you this morning. Looking forward uh, to a Mother's Day edition of a big Darlington throwback race later today. But uh, keep in mind also, be sure to tune in to Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at Coach's Corner with our guy Brandon Bain. Be sure to go out to Coach's Corner, have a great bite to eat. Uh, great drinks and entertainment there, of course. Uh, check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' there live at 6 o'clock every uh, Wednesday there at Coach's Corner. Or if you can't make it, be sure to tune in on the Facebook live feed there at Coach's Corner on Facebook as well. But Brandon, yeah, throwback weekend here at Darlington on Mother's Day. And, of course, that means some great throwback paint schemes. Saw one win yesterday there with uh, Justin Allgaier throwing it back to, to Dale Earnhardt. And I thought that was, that was great. Of course, big Dale Earnhardt fan. So understandably, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little biased to that, but uh, coming back to it today, we have a couple Earnhardt schemes in the field, have a petty scheme in the field and, and some more really, really good ones. Uh, what are, are your kind of highlights of today's uh, throwback weekend? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the two on the head that are probably the most iconic and interesting. I mean, you got both the Petty, Lee Petty and Richard Petty there on the 42 and 43 car today, which, um, you know, that's that's something I absolutely love about NASCAR as a sport and what we do. Uh, we pay homage to the heritage and to the history of the sport in our throwback weekend. I think this is probably one of the coolest things that uh, NASCAR as an organization, you know, put together there at Darlington. Um, and, and I love it. I mean, we're throwing it back to those 98 schemes where we had Dale Jr. and Dale Sr. Uh, you know, racing against each other over there in Japan. Uh, both those Coca-Cola schemes are going to be awesome. I mean, I even like Denny Hamlin, you know, kind of throwing it back to himself a little bit and that scheme that he's got going on uh, with that old FedEx paint scheme. And uh, There's just so many out there and so many guys just, uh, you know, giving honor and paying to do where it's due for the guys that actually, you know, led into making the sport what it is today and writing that history for us. So, uh, there again, I, I don't think there's a bad scheme out out there, I tell you the one that I really wanted to see, um, and I, I got to see some of it on social media. You can still check it out. It was from you know Justin Marks and Trackhouse with that Harry Gant Skull Bandit car, um, and we yeah. know with the federal laws of tobacco advertising and this and that, uh, they, they weren't able to do what they wanted to do. Uh, I think that Justin Marks has owned that car for quite a few years. It's been a centerpiece of their shop, and uh, he, you know, they were going to do some, I guess, laps there, kind of like a, a thing before the race, not actually in the race um and, and i mean just was really looking forward to that now i hope somewhere down the road we can figure out a way where um you know the sport is able to do that i mean it, I don't want to advertise out there, obviously, to the youth and watching. You know, it, you know, here's here's skull tobacco. Go get a dip. You know, get a get a get a mouthful. But um, at the end of the day, I grew up with it being Winston Cup, and I mean, it was you know Budweiser. If we if we're gonna have Bud Light and Budweiser and Bush beer and uh, all these other things, I think that maybe we should at least be able to give a little leeway. Maybe not necessarily running it in the race, but like what I said, March wanted to do and just give some pace laps to a cool car. Um, I think that would have been awesome. But uh, you can still go check that car out. So I highly recommend it to anybody that had never seen it or wants to see it. Uh, you can go find it on uh, Google it, or you can find it on a lot of social media outlets now. But uh, yeah, just super stoked about all these paint schemes again. And like I said, I think it's keeping uh, all the past drivers and all the past history of the sport alive and, and it helps teach uh you know the younger kids the history of the sport and that's and that's really what it's all about for me i've uh you know i've got a couple children of my own uh they'll sit down and watch a little bit of racing with me but none of them are really super interested in it as i was growing up which kind of hurts my heart but uh that's kind of what makes the, the sport keep growing and keep going you know is is getting the youth involved and and kind of teaching them the history of it and what racing is really all about and the technological aspect and the engineering and um, you know, it's not just a bunch of guys going left. There's a lot that goes into the sport. So uh, absolutely love what NASCAR has done so far with this throwback stuff, and I, I cannot wait to see where it goes in the future. Um, I'm right there with you. Couldn't agree more on, on basically all of those things. Like I said, even the Justin Marks uh, car with, with that skull bandit, it would have been really cool to see it running, or, or at least uh, running some pace laps there uh, out at Darlington later today. And and you mentioned some of my favorite ones, of course, uh, being able to see those, those two Earnhardt schemes is going to be incredible with, I think they did a, a great job as well. Kind of, uh, keeping to those, those same themes 
on those cars. I think that's awesome. I think Corey LaJoy's Marty Robbins car is really, really cool with the three sevens there on the side, the pink and yellow. Um, you know, some color combinations that you wouldn't normally see from, from this day and age, but still, I think look really, really good and have that classic feel. Love the Roush ones there with Mark Martin and uh, Matt Kenseth. Congratulations to Matt Kenseth, by the way, getting voted into uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Wish they would have got the, the number right on the Mark Martin car, but you know, it, it is what it is. That's kind of nitpicky for me. Uh, I like your guys, Chase Elliott. Um, that, that Napa scheme though, they'll be running later today. An interesting story too, with Eric Almarola. he's throwing it back to his grandfather's, uh, car, a sprint car that, uh, he ended up, you know, being the passion for uh, Eric to get into racing and uh, really cool. If you go to Eric Almarola's Instagram page, really cool, uh, moment where he surprised his grandfather with that car and an emotional moment between those two guys. Uh, love Chase Briscoe's as well, throwing it back to Tony Stewart doing the Ironman uh, kind of challenge there with with running the Coke 600 and the Indy 500 on the same day. There's there's so many different ones, right, that I can name off every single one. Uh, Kyle Busch is really cool with M&M's, throwing it back to 19, uh, the 1990s. Uh, talking about the 90s, you have Kurt Busch throwing it back to Bill Elliott and those that kind of iconic McDonald's scheme. Harrison Burton throwing it back to his dad, uh, Jeff Burton. Uh, so th- there's just a ton of great ones. Uh, I wouldn't get through this segment without, you know, would be remiss without mentioning also the the – uh, flames back on the 24 car, the real flames, the, the red, the red and the blue. And, uh, man, really excited to see that as well as, a uh, you know, the ally kind of Valvoline scheme that Alex Bowman's going to have too. There, there are so many good ones and, uh, hope you guys, hope all you guys get to enjoy all these great paint schemes, uh, later today in this throwback race. Also, hopefully one of those throwback schemes is sitting in victory lane. Sure. There's, there's a ton of guys that are involved in it. There are a ton of race teams that aren't. And while it's more sponsors' fault probably than than theirs, um, I, I do want to see a throwback paint scheme in in victory lane. That's kind of one of one of my uh, charges uh, every time we we get to to this race this year. But we'll come back really quick and we'll get to our top five picks for today's race here on Green White Checker. Welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. Also, be sure uh, to check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 there at Coach's Corner. Or if you can't make it to Coach's Corner, be sure to tune in on the Facebook live feed there at Coach's Corner on Facebook uh, for Brandon Bain and Rubbin' and Grubbin'. But Brandon... Uh, not a ton of time before I know we, we both got to get out of here, but uh, my man, what are we looking at for later today at Darlington? Who are the guys that people should be looking out for? Yeah, I tell you, PJ, if if you're looking at, I mean, I'm not going to go far from uh, what, what the odds are looking like right now, but one on my list has got to be probably Kyle Larson. I think it's about time that we see the five car end up back in victory lane. I mean, that guy is, uh, you know, we, we know week in and week out, no matter what track we go to, he's going to be a contender. Uh, kind of had, you know, there again, a little bit of trouble at Dover. Uh, kind of spun himself out, I think, and, and worked his way back up and had a decent finish, but definitely a guy to look out for today. Uh, two on my list. Another guy there that when we talk about Darlington is always a contender, and that's going to be Martin Truex Jr. Uh, there again, I think he's starting to heat up at the right time. Uh, a couple good runs there back-to-back and uh, had a really good car at Dover, and I think he'll have another one there at Darlington today. 
Uh, three for me. This is this is a guy that uh, got penalized last week. Lost a crew crew chief and a couple crew members there, and that's the eleven of Denny Hamlin. Uh, another guy when we talk about Darlington, I think he's got four or five wins there in his career, and, and definitely knows how to get around the place. So uh, I think you're going to have to look out for the eleven. Uh, four for me. I think we'll be really silly if we don't put Ross Chastain in that conversation. There again, seven top fives through the first eleven, twelve races of the year uh, with a couple wins. So it seems like he's contending every week uh, and also got some seat time there in the truck race uh, you know Friday night so I'd be on the lookout for the one for sure today and uh, five for me it's going to go it's going to have to be a miracle he's going to have to come from a long way back there after having some uh, trouble in practice and not getting to qualify and that'll be the nine to Chase Elliott uh, I think a guy consistently good all year he's got a lot of work ahead of him doesn't have a career win yet at Darlington and it's probably one of his worst racetracks but at the end of the day uh, you know he I, I think he can go out and contend so uh we'll put him there in that uh in that last spot but uh you know dark horses I think a guy that hadn't got a win yet that that definitely can get around Darlington pretty good, that's going to be the 8 of Tyler Reddick. And I also think that the 20 of Christopher Bell is getting hot at the right time, uh, starting from the third place today. Uh, Track position will be key. I think if they can keep their uh, nose clean and have a a clean race today on, on and off pit road and keep that track position, I think you'll see the 20 contend for a win as well, man. I think those are some really, really good picks there, and uh, also, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that by uh, kind of going through what what you just said, but maybe with a, a different um, a rotation there, some some different spots. I I would have I think uh, Martin Truex there at the top. I know hasn't had a, a extremely stellar year, but I think has you know figured this car out pretty well, and of course is always insanely good at Darlington. There, I'll go him number one. Uh, I will go uh, Kyle Larson there, number two. Also, you know, another guy that's always insanely good. And uh, especially you talk about, you know, these throwback weekends and whatnot. He's always a guy that's involved there at Darlington. Uh, Denny Hamlin there at number three, like I said, with with his crew kind of getting in some trouble there. Kind of jots him down the the list there a little bit. But still, I think uh, him going to be very strong there later today with Denny Hamlin. At four, I'll go with Chase Elliott. And, you know, you mentioned Darlington not being one of his best racetracks. At the same time, you know, we did have that that one year. It looked like he was going to sweep both races there at Darlington. And both times kind of got wrecked out of it uh, by a couple different uh, Joe Gibbs uh, contenders there. So I'll say uh, Chase Elliott up there kind of better at Darlington. I think the results uh, have have proved. So uh, give me Chase Elliott there at four. I'll take Ross Chastain there at five. Like you said, consistently running in the top five all year. And I think, you know, to, to pick him anywhere else would, would be somewhat silly right now just because of all these different finishes he has in the top five and in the top ten, not to mention the wins. Love your dark horses as well. Uh, for my dark horses, you know, not a guy that always finishes outside of the out, top 10 or anything like that, but I'm going to go with Alex Bowman, just kind of have a feeling about him today. And also, again, Eric Jones. He's a guy that has had a lot of success at Darlington in the past, mostly in Joe Gibbs' cars, but it seems like he's really figured out and, and come into his own here with this new car as well and in that 43. Man, I hope we get to see 
that number 43, uh, leading some laps later today, maybe even sitting in victory lane there with Eric Jones. But uh, once again, for Brandon Bain, I am PJ Zuko, not only wishing you a fantastic throwback weekend there at Darlington, but also a very happy Mother's Day. And once again, if if you're be sure to be involved uh, with your mother's lives and celebration there today and, and do anything you can to show that appreciation uh, today on Mother's Day. But hoping you have a fantastic rest of your weekend and race day. Stay safe, whatever you do and wherever you go. God bless.